Well, welcome everybody. It's great that you can join us this morning. Uh, we are here in the church auditorium, and it's wonderful to be in the house of God and uh, to come uh, into your homes, and we just can't wait to have you join us. And uh, it's been wonderful actually bringing online services to your homes as Expression Family, but it's also ministered to a number of people. We were talking the other day, and we were able to, we are able to take our services into America, into Philippines, Australia, India, UK, and uh, somewhere else, but it's wonderful to go global on this. Isn't God wonderful? Lockdown has made us go global. That's fantastic. Anyway, this morning, I want to talk about the role of a local church, the role of a church, of the church, and what is the role of the church? And, um, you know, church is not just a building, even though we are in this lovely building. Church is not about building because buildings cannot transform lives. Buildings cannot uh, encourage uh, and change lives. It's the church is you and I. We are the people who the Bible says we are the church. You know, I was looking at uh, the scripture in Matthew 16, and Jesus is out ministering, and then after a while, they, they come together, and Jesus asks a question to his disciples, and he wanted to know what people out, his listeners, uh, thought of him. And he said, what do you think they think of me? And the disciples answered and said, well, something you're John the Baptist, something you're Jeremiah, Something you're Elijah, something you're just another prophet. And that's what people out there were thinking because they were quite surprised what Jesus was doing. Some religious leaders weren't happy with Jesus. But this is the question he asked the disciples. Then Jesus turns that question into something more personal. And he says, well, that's great what they think, but who do you think I am? Who do you think I am? What do you think of me? And then let's pick it up from Matthew 16 and verse 18. In 17, Peter says, but you are the, the Messiah, Jesus, the Messiah. And this is what Jesus replies to Peter in Matthew 16, 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And this is what Jesus is saying to Peter. Now flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven through the Holy Spirit has revealed it to you. And I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now what is he saying here? He's saying I will build. Now the Greek word for build means to restore, to bring something from its foundation and build it up. God's going to restore His church. God's going to rebuild His church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now what does that mean? That means that nothing that the devil may throw at us, nothing that the government may throw at us, nothing that uh, whatever the, the enemy's plans are, they cannot prevail against the work of God. Now church is not a man's idea. From this scripture we see church is God's idea. Church is God's plan. Church is God's strategy. Church is what's going to take the gospel out there. And the church is you and I. Amen. Now, the Greek word for church is ecclesia. 
Now, ek means out and lesia means called. What that means is you and I are the called out ones. You and I, church, when we say church, it's you and me. We are the church in the sight of God. And he's called you and I. We are the called out ones. We've been called to, by, by God to do something amazing, something wonderful, something powerful. And that is to share the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. God didn't save you. God didn't die on the cross to save you, to give you a comfortable, happy life. God died on the cross, that wretched death, and saved you so that you can live your life for His glory, declare His purposes, declare His goodness, declare His power. And that's why God created you. Just as we sang that song, your goodness and the goodness, we are to declare the goodness of God. Church is, church is much more than just an organization. Church is, church is much more than just um, the, the activity we see. Do you know that you and I as a church, we are in a worldwide uh, restoration program? Because wherever you go, you can talk about God. Wherever you go, you can be a witness to God uh, and, and share the love of Jesus Christ. The good news of Jesus. What is the good news of Jesus? The good news of Jesus is salvation. It leads us to salvation and it leads us into a belonging. When you accept God, God gives you salvation. He gives us eternal life. And then we belong. And, and not just that, but it, it is righteousness. The good news of the Lord is about righteousness, about right standing with God. It's about justice. It's about hope. Mercy, forgiveness. That's the gospel. Gospel of Jesus Christ has the transforming power. And now you and I as a church, we have a role to play. The master himself has appointed you for such a time as this to be the church, not in the four corners of a building, no, to be the church out in the marketplace, to be the church in your workplace, to be the church amongst your friends, to be the gospel, to be the good news, the bearer of good news out in your friends, and that you can tell them that Jesus truly transforms lives. Amen. There's 10 of us here this morning, and the 10 of us, we can testify about the transformation power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've heard Debbie's testimony. Yes, we will all go through tough times. We will all struggle. But in this world, you know, we will go through tough times. But be of good cheer. God has overcome. How do we know that we can overcome? Because we have a God who's already defeated hell. He's defeated Satan. He lives in you. And that's why we as a church can overcome the tough times that we go through. Yeah. Amen. So that's who you are. That's who I am. The church is not the building. The church is you and I. And this is not the time for us to operate out of fear. This is not the time for us to operate out of anxiety or confusion by what's happening around us. You know, it's interesting. Our prime minister said that, or she thinks with the cabinet, that the church is uh, a social entity. Now, the church is, has an element of social uh, 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 
flavor to it, expression to it. But church is not just about social. The church of Jesus Christ has the power to change lives. Amen. So we are much more than just a social. We're not here for social activities. We're not here just to uh, feed the poor, look after the people. That's all part of it. But the main reason why you and I as a church, God's put us here so that we can walk in the power of His Spirit, walk in the power of His truth, and that we go out there and be the hope. So this is not the time for us to operate out of fear or confusion or anxiety. You know, when I heard this on Monday about that you can, there's only, uh, what, 10 people can meet in church, it, that troubled my heart. How can, you know, you all, we all began to compare, how can a bar be open, how can a restaurant be open, but why not church? And I was quite perplexed by that, and I'm sure many of you were too, and still are. Then I went back home, and I was reading the scriptures, Hebrews 10, verse 35 and 36. Hebrews 10, verse 35 and 36, it says, Therefore, whenever you read it, therefore, you kind of wonder what for. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. Amen. Let's not cast away our confidence. Our confidence doesn't come from beehive. It doesn't come from the parliament. Our confidence doesn't come by what we see in the natural. Our confidence comes from the eternal living word of God. And the Hebrews writer of the Hebrews is saying, don't throw your, away your confidence, which has great reward. Now you, you have great reward in the confidence, for you have need of endurance, so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So he's encouraging us, don't throw away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance. This is a time we got to endure. This is a time that we got to have patience. It's good to have faith. But you can't possess the land with faith alone. You need patience with that. You need endurance with that. You need stickability with that. You need consistency with that. You need willingness with that. That's what you continue to stand. You stand in the Word of God. You may look around. The news that you're listening to, let it not make you anxious. But you look inside you. You stand on the Word of God. And you take confidence that heaven and earth may fail. But His Word shall remain forever and ever and ever. Amen. Our confidence, church, listen to me, your confidence, my confidence does not come from the news we hear. Our confidence comes from the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world. So this is a time for us as a church to rise up. Amen. Yeah. This is a time for us as a church to rise up and take our stand and walk with the boldness and courage and say that God has put me here for such a time as this and I shall declare His goodness wherever I go. In 1 Peter chapter 5 it says, The great reward is a crown of never-ending glory and honor. You will have a crown of never-ending glory and honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why God's created you. So let's march out. Amen. Arise, church. Awaken. Awaken. 
from your sleep. We sang that song. It's a great song. Grace into graves into garden. You know, God has the power to change and turn graves into garden. I want to what a powerful concept that is. So let's arise and let's be out, go out there and be the life that God has called us to be. Now, church is a place of um, you know, people, people focus on the church as an organization. A few weeks ago before the lockdown, I said, church, yes, church is an organization, but more importantly, church is people, right? And now we focus on the organization of the church, but we are to focus on the power of the church. Now, that's the power of the church that makes the difference. And how can we uh, tap into that power? You know, as a church, we are to be in a place of vulnerability. We are to be in the place of vulnerability for God to minister to us, for God to touch our lives. And if we are not vulnerable, it stops us from our growth. It stops us from our moving into God. And it replaces fear, rejection, resentment, and those barriers come along uh, uh, around us. So we've got to be vulnerable as a church if we want to see the power of God move. You've been listening to so many testimonies over the weeks. There people are in those testimonies. You can hear that they are being vulnerable, yet they are standing on the Word of God. And so I'm asking you, if you want to see the power of God move, don't focus on the organization and the structure of the church. Because when you look at it, there may be some people who said, I'm hurt by church. I, 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 I like God, but I can't stand church. Now I'm asking you, it's time for you to really ask God to bring healing to your heart if you've been hurt by church. Because the church's role is not to hurt people. The church's role is to bring healing, transformation, and set us free. And if you are hurt by the church, I'm asking you, Ask God for forgiveness. You've got to move on from that. God will look after and He will make people accountable for what they've done to you. Yeah. But don't lose today by focusing on past. Yeah. Don't lose today for focusing on what happened in the past. Don't, it might be a pastor that has hurt you. It might be a church member that has said something that has hurt you. It might be an organization itself. But don't look in the past. There are a lot of people who focus on their best 20 years of their life and waste the next 40 to 50 years of their life talking about what happened 20 years ago. We are, somehow church has faith for yesterday and has faith for the future but church we need faith for today so i'm asking you would you rise up to be what god wants you to be to play the role as a church to go out and share the gospel of the lord jesus christ church is a place where it transforms us church is a place which edifies us Jeremiah 18, Jeremiah 18 is, is uh, God talking to Jeremiah and God's word comes to Jeremiah and he says to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I want you to come and I, wanna, I want you to go to a potter's house because I want to talk to you when you go to a potter's house. Now Jeremiah was an appointed prophet of God from a very young age. 
So Jeremiah goes to this potter's house and he sees clay uh, and, uh, and in the potter's hand and he puts the clay on the wheel, spins the wheel and the potter is making a pot out of that and it doesn't really go the way Jeremiah, sorry, the potter wanted it to go. So he destroys that and then he's refashioning that clay into a pot. Now God starts talking to Jeremiah and in verse 5 he says, O Israel, can I, can I not do to you what this potter has done to his clay? As a clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hands. God wants to mold us. God wants to shape us. God wants to equip us so that that clay can turn into a pot and that pot can be used for his glory. And you and I are that pot. You and I are that uh, are being fashioned by God in His hands. And I got to say, as a church, it's very important for us to 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 be accountable to come into a place in a church where we are being molded, where we are being fashioned, where we're being trained, where we're being equipped by God through His Word. Amen. My life has been transformed because of God's word. But along the way, he used people to speak into my life, to fashion me, to mold me. And I'm encouraging you, who's speaking into your life? So the role of a church, the role of the church is to help us to be molded, to be fashioned. Nobody likes the process. Nobody likes the, the, the twisting and the turning and the adjustments. We don't like that. But that's where we've got to come to the place of vulnerability and say, God, I don't like this process, but I trust in you. I, it hurts, but I open my heart to you. It hurts to be, uh, uh, to be in a place of of being transformed, but God, I know that you have a plan and a purpose for me. So Lord, mold me, shape me the way you want me to be. Church is a place where we are edified. Church is a place where we are discipled. Church is a place where we are equipped. Church is a place where we are empowered. It's not one man show, it's family together. As a role of a church, it's not one or two people. It's a group of people coming together with one heart, one spirit, one mind, with one desire to do the will of God. Acts chapter 2 verse 42. Acts 2 verse 42. This scripture is our foundation scripture for our connect groups here at Expression Church. At Expression Church, we believe that connecting is important. We believe in growing. We believe in serving. And as connect groups, this is our theme scripture. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly. Or in some translations it says, and they devoted themselves. Or they continued steadfastly or devoted Devoted, that means giving full attention, giving full focus to what? To the apostles' doctrine. That means the teaching of the Word of God. To fellowship, 
in breaking of bread, and in prayer. Four things that were mentioned there. Number one is they were devoted or they were focused, attentive, and steadfast to the apostles' teaching. Now, the apostles' teaching is about Jesus Christ. Only Jesus can help you in your life. Only He has the answers for all our problems. And then it has fellowship. The Bible teaches us on fellowship, how important fellowship is. We're going to break that. And breaking of bread, it's not communion here. Breaking of bread is having meals together. It's eating together. It's dining together. You see how often Jesus ate with his disciples. How often in the New Testament you read there's food is um, uh, specifically mentioned of meals in the Bible. Breaking of bread, eating together, having fellowship, and also prayer. So I want to give you four reasons as I close this morning. Four reasons why it is important for you and I to be part of a church. If you're not part of a church, can I encourage you today, be part of a church. It's been wonderful to bring church to your homes. But that's not the plan of God. That is not the ultimate plan of God. I can't wait, and I'm believing and I'm praying that you can't wait for us to come together, to fellowship together. we got to do this. Not, I know it's been comfortable to sit in your house. You don't have to get anywhere, anywhere. You don't have to fully dress up. You know, there was one week where I preached uh, wearing shorts and jandals. It was fun doing that. You know, let's enjoy this period of time. But don't settle in that. That's not the purpose of the church. The purpose of the church is to devote ourselves to the doctrine of the Word of God and for fellowship and for breaking of bread and prayer. That means not only God and I, but it is about people. Amen. Me and my nine people that are here today. I wish we could provide lunch and have a good time. But you see, church's role is not just to watch something on the screen. It is... Times like this where we need one another, we encourage one another. So I want to give you four reasons before I close. Four reasons why it is important for you and I to be part of a local church, to be part of the body of Christ. Number one is the example of Jesus himself. Number one is the example of Jesus. In Luke chapter 4 verse 16, it says that he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Jesus himself is actually teaching us it's important for us to go to church. Yeah. Amen. So if Jesus is teaching us the emphasis of being part of the church, how do you do it? It's to go to the synagogue. Back in the day, synagogue today is a church gathering. So Jesus, and Jesus went to church, but Jesus also calls his church as bride of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 24, Revelations 19, 7 and 8, he calls church as his bride. Now, if it's important to Jesus Christ to call the church as his bride, it's got to be important for you and I. Amen. It's got to be important for you and I. We are to see church as an important place. 
So Jesus used that as an example. He taught us. So if you see, why should I go to church? I love being at home. I enjoy being at home. I can't be bothered going to church. I got to get, get, get up early, get dressed, go. Look, if you're by yourself at home, for a little while that's fine, but don't make that a habit. Don't make that a lifestyle. You're not created to live in isolation forever. And I said a few weeks ago, uh, uh, a military show that I watched, an army show, and they said it's isolate, intimidate, and annihilate. That's the plan of the devil. He loves to isolate us. So be very careful. Don't get used to this isolation. Let's come back together. Amen. Together we can overcome. Together we can achieve. Together we can build the kingdom of God. Together we worship God. Together we break bread. Together we read the word of God. Amen. All right, number two. Church is a family. It's a place of belonging. I can say that these ten, nine people, I better get my numbers right. Can I say 11 to be cheeky? Now, you can come and count. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. No, only 10. All right? Some people are freaking out. Now, there's only 10 here. We are Christians. We've got to be honest. All right. So church is a family. It's a belonging. You know, a family, the Word of God is taught, but more importantly, it is actually not just head knowledge. It's a revelation of the Word of God. The Word of God is role model to us. And the children, it said, the Bible says, teach your children. It's a family. It's a belonging. This is where our character is developed. This is where our personality of who we are comes out. This is where we discover our gifts. This is where we use our gifts. Amen. You know, I never realized I had gifts in my life until I submitted myself to God. And as Pastor Kara read this morning, unless the kernel of wheat falls to the ground and, die, and dies, it cannot multiply. And it's the same thing. I never knew I had gifts in me. But as I gave my heart to God, as God began to show me the gifts He's placed in my life, and it is so awesome to see those gifts, gifts operate out of my life. And church is a place of belonging. Church is a place where we come together. Number three, be a conduit. You know, in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25, it says, he who refreshes others will be refreshed himself. Being a conduit, you're receiving from God, but you're also giving back to others. You are a channel of blessing to other people. And as I receive, you give. And do you know, the more you receive and the more you give, you are refreshed as well. You know, let's not just be takers, but be givers. Let's not just you know, have the be, a ble be blessed to be a blessing. Amen. All of us here this morning, 10 of us, we've received salvation. God's put gifts in us. But it's wonderful to see those gifts operate. 
not just the worship team, the tech team. There are the, so many giftings. It's great to see those giftings used. And I know many people who are really, really talented, who are amazingly blessed, amazingly gifted, amazing musicians, worship leaders, tech team, creative, hospitality, administrative skills, so many beautiful gifts God has blessed you with. But, if, but not many people are using these gifts. Why? Because they're either upset or sad or hurt. But I'm asking you today as a church, can you wake up? Can you arise? And can you step out and allow God to heal you so that you can use those gifts and live your life that God has created you for, to live it for His glory, for His purpose, and living it with, 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 with full of joy and giving life to people. Number four, it's about community. Number one is example of Jesus. Number two is a family. Number three is be a conduit. Number four is community. Church is a place of community where there is care and counseling. There is care and counseling. We journey with one another through pain, through suffering. Church is a place where the church is with you when the baby is born. You dedicate the baby into church. And when you die, the church buries you and in between everything else. The church is with you. In 1 Corinthians 12, 26, you know, you, you, you go through pain. You journey with people, with each other through pain. When I'm struggling, I know I'm not alone. That I can call upon people and I know they, can, they will be praying for me. That they will journey with me. Second point. Galatians 2, 6, 2 says, pray for each other. Church is a place where we pray for one another. Church is a place where we support one another. The third point. That we journey through the ups and downs. Romans 12, 15. You know, it's great to have... Not just the immediate family, but church family to journey through us, through our ups and downs. Number four is receive counsel. That's so important that we need counsel today in our lives. We can't do this alone. We need each other. We need counsel. So as I conclude this morning, my message, the role of a church, of the church, this is not the time for the church to hide away. This is not the time for the church to sit there sulking and being upset and grumpy. I just want to finish with this scripture. Hebrews 10, 35 to 36. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance. So after that you have done the will of God, you may receive His promise. Amen.